0: Hi there, dear listener. Lazlo here with a quick pre-roll message for you. Before we get started, I want to let you know there are all kinds of convenient ways for you to support my efforts to bring you all these podcast shows on Chinese history, Chinese sayings, and tea history. If you go to my website at teacup.media and click the support button at the top, you'll find a bunch of ways to show some appreciation. There's Patreon, where you can get early access to new episodes, exclusive content, and an invite to the Teacup Media Discord channel, and more. CHP Premium, that also has early access, exclusive episodes, and ad-free versions of the entire CHP back catalog. Plus, there's several other ways to donate to the show as well. Check the episode show notes for a link to that very page. And my deepest thanks for listening and supporting me and my humble efforts. Hello everyone, Laszlo Montgomery here once again with another heroic Cheng Yu for your ever-growing repertoire. I hope after all this time, at least a few of these Chinese sayings have come in handy at home or at the office. Today's saying concerns a story that was featured in China History Podcast Episode 111 on the 6th century BCE Wu state, the Wu capital, of course, in modern-day Suzhou. Way back in the early Zhou dynasty, they were once a bunch of relative nobodies from a part of China, south of the Yangtze, considered back in those BCE days to be rather provincial, uncivilized, and well, downright barbaric. Our story concerns the rivalry of the two states of Wu and Yue. Yue was located east of Wu, in and around present-day Uh, Shanghai, northern Zhejiang, and parts of Jiangsu. So let's get right on it. Today we look at wo xin, changtan. Let's break it down and see what's up. First character, wu, this means to lie, as in to lie on something, to lie down. Xin means firewood. Wo xin, to lie on firewood. Chang means to taste something or to try some food out. And dan means your gallbladder, or in this case, the bile from the gallbladder, which I am told is pretty bitter, man. Changdan, to taste the bile. Hmm. Washing. xin changdan, lie on firewood, taste bile. There's definitely a story behind this one. Indeed, there is, and as I just indicated, this tale is another great moment from ancient Chinese history. The story of Kings Helu and Fu Chai of Wu, and our hero today, King Gojian of Yue. Our story takes place during the two decades beginning in 515 BCE, with the start of Helu's reign in Wu, and the later demise of his son and heir, Fu Chai, in 495. Now, we're does this all get slotted on the confusing Joe dynasty timeline? Sort of the end of the spring and autumn and the beginning of the warring states. It was a wild time, and it lasted centuries. Confucius was alive during this time. Let's talk about Wu. They became a major player in 506 BCE when they, a relative nobody, defeated mighty Chu. The Wu King He Lu's secret weapon, as you recall, if you heard CHP episode 111, were Wu Zhe Xu and Sun Wu. Sun Wu, of course, was immortalized by his book, The Art of War, Sun Zibing Fa. Now, with Wu Zhe Xu and Sun Tzu, the Wu state was shaking things up and the other states were taking notice. But 496 BCE, King He Lu died from his wounds fighting the Yue at the Battle of Li present-day Jiaxing, outside of Shanghai, and in his dying breath, he told his son and heir, Fu Chai, even though Wu was the aggressor in this case, they had provoked Yue, He Liu implored Fu Chai to avenge his death and seek retribution against Yue and their king, King Gojian. King Goujian only got to enjoy his victory for a few years. He San Fu Chai, the new king of Wu, was a real aggressive warrior type. He was the sonny in the family. Like Qin Shi Huang more than two centuries later, he had grand designs to unify China with him at the top. Fu Chai had his Wu military beefed up, and when he felt ready, he went and invaded Yue. And at Fujiao, 494 BCE, Gujian suffered a crushing defeat at the hands of Fu Chai's Wu army. And part of the humiliating peace involved King Gujian of Yue serving at the pleasure of the Wu King Fu Chai for three years. Yeah, for three whole years, King Gujian had to stoop to the level of a mere servant to Fu Chai. Well, that dutiful son, had fulfilled his father King He dying wish to avenge his death and seek retribution against Yue. But after three years, Fu Chai let Gojian return to Yue. I mean, that was the deal. And let me say, the bitterness and humiliation King Gojian of Yue had bottled up inside had reached a point of such no return that now it was his turn to swear revenge. So Goujian went back to Yue and at once began strategizing how to get even. He had a lot of time to think about this, so as soon as he was back in the groove, Goujian hired a couple of capable men to rebuild the Yue kingdom. At once, all kinds of reforms were implemented and successfully carried out. After suffering that terrible defeat at the hands of Wu at Fujiao in 494 BCE, the Yue state began to come back. As for King Gojian himself, he adopted a regimen that was strict beyond all measure. While these political and military reforms were carried out to rejuvenate the state, he led by example, living in a fashion so frugal and bare, even the Spartans would have found it harsh. By the way, over in Sparta, at the exact time King Gojian was putting himself through this regimen, they were just a decade away from the Battle of Thermopylae, history was going on all over the place. Yeah, for ten years, Gojian steeled himself and focused only on building up Yue to the point where he could finally exact his revenge against King Fu Chai of Wu. And not only did King Gojian of Yue test his own endurance and build up Yue, he also had spies sent to Wu to carry out acts of espionage. The most famous and legendary of these acts was the sending of Xi Shi to Wu. Xi Shi was one of the four beauties of ancient China, the Sida Meinyu. Fu Chai was a well-known ladies' man. And when Xi Shi showed up at his palace, the love bug hit Fu Chai at once. He fell hopelessly in love with this tremendous beauty and completely abandoned the important affairs of state. Exactly what Jian of Yue was counting on. You see, Fu Chai, as I said, was intent on making Wu the top power in the divided land that would one day be called China. He got all full of himself and started carrying out wars with all his neighbors. He did one great thing, though. He started digging a canal, the Han that connected the Yangzi and Huai rivers. His plan was to build a kind of a grand canal that would allow him to sail his navy right up into northern China and conquer those states. His canal, the Han Ko, was later incorporated into the Grand Canal that did eventually get built during the Sui Dynasty more than a thousand years later. And not only that, Fu Chai built palaces and monuments to his glory and for his personal pleasure. He built a special one just for himself and she sure to hang at. And after a while, that's all he did. He couldn't tear himself away from her. Meanwhile, over in Yue, King Gojian was living a life of extreme personal sacrifice and discipline. It didn't take that many years for King Fu Chai to blow through the whole national wad. He bankrupted Wu with his wars, pleasure palaces, not to mention the Han Canal. As for Gojian, after ten years of sacrificing all personal joys, comforts, and pleasures, and after the U.S. civil administration and military had been built up again, he felt ready to exact his revenge. For ten years, he had washing, slept on sticks of firewood, and he changed dan, he tasted bile. Yeah, that's right. As part of his regiment, he forsook sleeping on a bed and instead just laid out a bunch of branches and slept on that. And he hung a gallbladder, not sure whose it was, from the ceiling of the hovel he lived in. And each day he would taste some of that bile to remind him of his bitterness suffered at the hands of Fu Chai. So in 482 BCE, when Fu Chai was off warring with his neighbors, Jin this time, Gojian led the forces of Yue into Wu and killed Fu Chai's crown prince. Fu Chai rushed back, and a peace was negotiated, but it was only a temporary peace. And in 473 BCE, Gojian attacked again, and this time there was no peace. Yue defeated Wu. Fu Chai ended up committing suicide, and King Gojian had his revenge. For him, a dish served up a little cold. And after Yue's defeat of Wu, they themselves ended up falling to Chu, and Chu, of course, fell to the forces of Qin. So King Gojian of Yue, by washing Changdan, lying on branches and tasting gall, going through the most painful hardships and sacrifices, made a comeback, and just like he said he would, he exacted his revenge on his tormentor, King Fu Chai. Again, I invite you to go. Check out CHP episode 111 on the Wu State. A lot more to this story than what I've explained here. So that's all I have for you this time. (laughs) Wu xin chang dan. Sometimes we all have to make bitter sacrifices to achieve some goal or overcome some challenge. I don't mind sleeping on branches, but tasting gall might be taking matters a little too far. But I guess if you want something bad enough, one will do whatever is necessary. So, until the next time, mizami, this is Laszlo Montgomery signing off from fantastic LA, as usual. Think about joining me next time, a mere week away, for another exciting and heroic Chinese Sayings Podcast.